Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. How are you this fine evening? Chilly. It's a little cold out tonight. Yeah, it's it's the time of year where we all want to just kind of curl up and, and hide from everything. Maybe watch a show. Maybe investigate some new shows and, you know be a, a streaming or a uh, just a show watching warrior you know i don't know quite possibly uh it's there's so much content out there right now and i can't keep up with it all but i'm still having fun trying uh, the newest season of doom patrol is out and gotta watch that and the uh adaptation of cowboy bebop we were speaking about off the air just a few minutes ago gotta watch that and now I didn't pay attention. Did that one come with all the episodes? It's Netflix, so they usually do that. It looked like it from from what I understood, but I'm not 100% sure because I only watched the first one so far. Like mm. I said, I don't have enough time for everything. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I will see. To my knowledge, it's the whole thing, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping so because I really want to kick through that fairly quickly. Um, yeah, there's so many shows out there. They come on a weekly basis, and I feel like we've become streaming snobs because we want to watch them all, and it's not quite the same as the appointment TV that it used to be five years ago. It's like, I want to watch them all right now. Let me get this done, but there's so many other streaming services from HBO to Hulu to really all of them, maybe, (laughs) except for Netflix, that put them out on a weekly basis so sad face i i i have to say i'm not a big fan of that i understand why they're doing it it's uh, sneaky and it bothers me but uh yeah you gotta instead of dropping everything so that somebody buys your service for a month and watches what they want to watch and then drops it again well now they have to keep it for at least a couple of months maybe three months in order to watch their entire show And uh, to those streaming giants, I thumb my nose at you. Uh, For the most part, that doesn't work on me. Uh, I happen to have HBO Max for a couple of reasons, so I'm letting it string out this once. But for the most part, no. If you're going to string it out, I don't care about spoilers. I'm going to let it all hit before I actually buy my one month and watch what I want because there are too many streaming services. Yeah, I got... uh suckered in in a certain sense Uh, one of the streaming services that we don't really talk a a lot about is the apple tv right and apparently it's five bucks a month i don't know when you get something from apple they give it to you free for three months or whatever but a while ago it was you got it free for a year and i hadn't watched a single bit of anything on it and then foundation came out and foundation is guess what a week to week release so frustrating so frustrating so stick around i got had to stick around for an extra month on that one to pay for it so i could watch it because i'd already invested watching the episode so yes i know your position for those things indeed now we're going to swerve away from from the potential negativity <laughs> of, of reacting to how these companies do business and talk about something positive well here's the thing We're going to talk about two shows that you can go right now to 
two different streaming services right. and watch the entire thing if you would like. One we know unfortunately is is done. Done. Yeah. The other one maybe not. Yeah, from what I understand it's still potentially at least going to continue to go on and uh we also like to just expand our horizons. So uh, we switched these shows. I have seen one. Richard has seen the other. And we decided to see what we would think about the other side of the tracks. Richard watched uh, one of uh, the shows that I happened to stumble across more recently and just really enjoyed. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. And uh, I chose to uh, watch uh, what he lauded to be a fantastic period piece with some really bone-crunching uh, combat in it that, that he thought I would enjoy called uh, Warrior. So Warrior is on HBO Max and Dirk Gently is on Amazon Prime. Ooh, it's on Amazon Prime? Right. Maybe I should watch it on there. I'm currently watching it on Hulu and I'm not enjoying the commercials that I have to watch with it. <laughs> that goes back to being the streaming snob. So yeah, and it's also possible, being uh, that there are so many streaming services, I could be wrong. It could only be on Hulu, and I could be just misremembering because I have to bounce between so many of them. But I'm I'm pretty sure this one's on, on uh, Amazon Prime. Well, even Warrior is a, and you watch the intros to it, the little credit that rolls across it real quick, it's actually from Cinemax. Right. And is now on HBO Max and we were thinking, hopefully, to be picked up for a third season on HBO Max. And just as a, as a quick kind of reaction to it, uh, I watched a couple of episodes and uh, Richard watched a handful. I know I have enjoyed Warrior enough that I will continue to watch it afterwards. <clears throat> Do you feel the same way about Dirk Gently so far? Yes, I have seen three of the episodes and... It is an interesting show that kind of intermingles so many different items, pathways, faces. And I'm sure once I get towards the end of the first season, a lot of those will converge. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But it seems inevitable that that's about to happen. Now, I think one of the reasons that it was suggested to me, other than the fact that it actually is a, you know, it's a good show. It's a fun show. It's a unique show is one of the actors <laughs> that's yeah, in it. Just a little bit. And it is verified. My memory was lapsing. It is Hulu exclusive. So unless they put it on Prime for just giggles, uh, it is a Hulu exclusive show, but only two seasons, so not so bad. And the timer that is on the episodes, and this is important too because when you have to factor in your time and you're looking for new shows to watch, uh, how much time you can devote is important. Most of the episodes have a timer that includes the commercials, if I'm not mistaken, at about 40 minutes, yeah. right around there. So very consumable. I think Warriors episodes are about an hour a piece, about an hour a piece, a little bit longer. You know, it kind of depends on if you are a, I want to watch something while I'm eating lunch type thing. You know, Dirk Gently might fit in that uh, time slot. If it's something that you're, watching later at night and have a little bit more time warrior might fit in that time slot exactly well let's start with warrior as it is a, just a little bit more current 
than Dirk Gently's, as it uh, is, like we said, kind of still ongoing. Yes, and it's it's not like either of these are old at all. I no. think uh, Dirk was 2017. 16, 17, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Well, tell us about... I'll, I'll Actually, I will say yes. I have my ideas and my thoughts on Warrior, but tell me so far some of your ideas, thoughts on Warrior. Well, I'm I'm a sucker for a period piece. I, I really always enjoy it and, uh, well, usually enjoy it. <laughs> and I, I do enjoy um, uh, a lot of what they did with this. The uh, set design is just it's spot on. It, it They did a really excellent job in making it feel gritty in a lot of the areas uh, because it's uh, in the process of building things up and people don't have a lot of money in, in the areas that a lot of the show takes place. And it has that, that feeling of, uh, I don't want to say squalor, but definitely struggle. Um, the uh, costuming is, is excellent. The one thing that really strikes me, the lighting. Um, is really, really good because it's it's got a, a lot of scenes that take place in the dark, but I'm never in a position where I feel like I can't see anything. Yes, some of the discussions that we've had in the past, more recently for Dune, for example, right. was the lighting and some key scenes in that movie where it was just so obscured that you couldn't get any detail on what you're looking at right now in this piece it's set in the post-civil war era san francisco right and so they're importing that's literally what they're doing they're importing a lot of chinese folks to build the railroads right and it's labor unions and it's the chinese building the railroads and it's about power struggle money struggle and when it comes to lighting, right, there's a lot of burning for the lights, but there's right. also electricity. So it's like it's it's that era where that's just coming to prominence. So you have to be creative with the lighting, I would say. Definitely. And uh, I, I really like the way they, again, you know, I've talked about hating shaky cam for anything. There's no real shaky cam in the show, which is fantastic. Um a lot of the shots that they do are of a sufficient mid-range distance for the the combat scenes that they do. Again, so you can see everything, not feel like it's just passing you by. But uh, the choreography uh, that I've seen so far has been really solid. Um, and the cast. cast is just excellent. Yeah, I think the cast is really good. Now, I in creating this landscape and this scene i guess you had to have folks and it's part of the discussion that we'll have a little bit too you had to have folks i feel like that that spoke english and that also spoke it's probably mandarin i'm not up on my language but mandarin cantonese something of that nature yep but we're also well versed in some form of martial arts and when you talk about the choreography, I think that has a key part in this series is that it doesn't look like these people, well, they took some classes for the past six months so that they could you know, look okay on TV. Like this is part of their upbringing that they've been well-versed in some form of martial arts. Yeah. And uh, the lead, Andrew Koji, uh, has a great look. Um, he 
uh, he has that he has the ability to just kind of have that that countenance where you go don't don't mess with me you know, which is important in the strong male lead tough guy sort of a a, a role um, obviously I haven't gotten real far into it yet but it looks like they have planted some seeds for some interesting depth uh, both for uh, revealing the history of the character but also uh, complications that he has set for himself in his initial actions within the new world uh, so you know just it, it looks really uh, really fun for his character um, and as a actor he's been in a, in a number of other things I mean if you're more of a mainstream film fan I mean the G.I. Joe stuff is mainstream now uh, understand I didn't say good I said mainstream. Mainstream. <laughs> now, I guess we haven't seen that one, right? Because no. that one came out this year, and I don't know that it's on anything streaming. I know you can purchase it or yeah. rent it, but... Snake Eyes specifically is what I was speaking of. Yeah, he was Storm Shadow in that one. Right. So he actually had you know, a little bit more visibility, because you know, Snake Eyes will just wear a helmet and you can't really <laughs> see him, but... But, I mean, he's been in a number of other uh, films and television shows. Nothing quite as impactful as that, but he's got a good look. Um, as I was talking to Richard a little bit, I was really happy to see Henry Yuck uh, pop in for a small role just because he has been in just a ton of stuff over the years. I mean, if you watch the Netflix uh, Marvel stuff. He, he played uh, uh, Yang, the, uh, the, the again, a, a leader of uh, ill repute. <laughs> he was a bad guy. He was a bad guy. But uh, he's also been in just a bunch of other stuff. And he's usually, he, he's, he's no uh, stranger to more humorous roles. And I brought this up specifically because he was in the movie that I had Richard watch a number of episodes ago, The Last Dragon. It's like, oh, I recognized him immediately, uh, just because he's he's a fun he's a fun actor. He always does great. And although he doesn't necessarily get a lot of face time in this series, his role is an important one. Yes, um, Olivia Chang. Uh, I'm still trying to get a, a feel for her take on the role. The role looks like it could be interesting. It has the potential to fall flat also. It's too early to tell. Um, it will be interesting to see how that develops uh, over time. Yeah, she picks up a little bit more story, um, development, importance. She's got a, a couple things that she's working with in the show. Right, and she's been in quite a few other things as well. Um yeah, just a ton over the years. Uh, so makes a, a appearance in Supernatural, one of your favorites. Yeah, uh, several times actually. Um, so not too bad. I, I like her okay so far. Now the standout actor in the first two episodes, at least for me, is uh, Jason Tobin. Um, he steals every scene he is in. Uh, his character is really, really well written and fun to watch violent so be prepared yes scrappy uh attitude right confidence let's say yeah but uh it's kind of one of those characters that looks like you could really root for 
and he just just takes all of it. I mean, he it, so far uh, my favorite performance, like I said, out of anything that I've seen. Um, uh, Joe Taslim is in it. We were talking about him. He played uh, Taka, or sorry, Jaka in uh, the Raid, uh, which is. If you haven't seen the Raid movies and yeah. you were a fan of martial arts movies, what? Um, why? Why yeah. have you not seen those? Yeah, it's a it's it's a spotlight in a couple actors just doing their thing for yeah. sure. Yeah, and he's he's had other uh, parts he's been in in other films, but just just bottom line, if you need somebody to be uh, to be Han. Yeah, to to be a badass, uh, that is that is what he does. He, he he's talking about, of course, Sub Zero in the Mortal Kombat film that he was in. So uh, he he knows what he's doing. Uh, that is for sure, and you, you can tell, like you're talking about, he's got he's got some skill. He's his his characters look to be very stoic, right? Right. Not very. Mm, emotional, not very. Um, everything's kind of to the point. Let's say. Yeah. Um, you were talking about Hoon Lee uh, a little while ago. It seems like he's one of your your favorites uh, in the series so far. Yeah, he's he played a obviously in, in in the first episode an integral part in setting someone on the correct well. <laughs> setting someone on a path yeah and he plays kind of one of those behind the scenes characters in this there's always those people that you have the bad guys you have the good guys and then you have the ones that do the other stuff he's one of the people that kind of does the other stuff stays out of trouble but creates trouble and this actor has been around for quite some time um, since 2003, at least if you believe what IMDb says. Um, but he has had quite a number of significant roles uh, over the years, and they really like him as Splinter, at least as the voice of Splinter. At the voice of Splinter, yes. He's done that one, uh, and he's done it. Uh, he's also done Shredder in a different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> <laughs> the TV different yes holy cow and also in iron fist All right so i mean he's uh he's definitely got some he's got some again some history and some chops um but uh so cast is solid the writing seems to be solid the only the only criticism that i have so far in the first two episodes uh is it seems to be taking a little bit of a cue from other HBO produced or Cinemax produced period pieces or fantasy pieces where they go, okay, we've got to set this up in a very specific way with the characters in a very specific way. Oh yeah. And excessive nudity. Which well, one of the one of the people we talked about runs a brothel, so no, and and I get that. You know, there's going to be some nudity. I love a a good nude scene when it makes sense. So if you're going to have a brothel, you're going to have to have some nudity in there because that's the point, and it also helps to set up certain character motivations and secrets and things. 
but they exceeded the necessary amounts to to build what needed to be there significantly. There is so this is the only warning I give to any viewers. If you're not a big fan of nudity, you're going to be turning away from the screen quite a bit. Uh, in the first two episodes, I think I counted nine nude scenes. Yeah, a lot of people get it, getting nuded up. Yeah, um, but in a in a certain sense, it's a play on the era too, because I'm not saying people were more quote free with their body. That's not what I'm saying. But people had less concern for doing things the proper way. Like, you can tell in this, they've set up an area, and there's there's stuff inside the area, and there's stuff that's outside the area. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the folks, and and it, 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 there's more play on this later on in, in the episodes too, but it's a play on, hey, the, the the Chinese quarter, they stick to themselves. The Californians, all the white folk, they stick to themselves. And just like anything, that creates issues further on down the line. And you can kind of see that building up already to a small extent. But I, I think in that era, when you could walk down the street and there would be a brothel or a prostitute that having people to be naked makes more sense. Like if this was the same type of thing, but it happened in a different era, maybe not so much, but if you watch some of the, you're right. If you watch some of the other shows like um, Rome is one, which is an, obviously it's an older HBO series. There's slaves, nudity and all that stuff. Every episode, right. one, one of my favorites which is Spartacus, like that's just a common thread throughout oh, yeah. that whole one. So there's just a ton of it. I mean, and like I said, you, it, it's to be expected to a certain extent because they're trying to, to tick a box for, uh, for a certain viewership range. Well, but, they come from Cinemax. <clears throat> exactly. So, I mean, it's just, um, it's just, I, I would have preferred, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of writing, that makes sense in certain respects. Every scene needs to have a purpose. Every, every set of actions needs to build towards character development or plot. And a lot of times these things, they're not necessary for that. It is literally there just for titillation, which is, I guess, okay. If, if you're okay with it, I just feel like you might sometimes be losing some people if you have too much. And I think it gets toned down later on, too. And maybe that was just setting the tone in the first couple episodes as well. That might be all it is. But all in all, I mean, if that's my only criticism so far, <laughs> it's it's pretty solid. I enjoy it. Yeah. Now, as you watch through this, obviously there's twists and turns and whatnot. Um, one of the things that I mentioned and what I've talked about before, too, is... In, in terms of the characters is the switch between scenes and how it's presented in terms of English or in terms of uh, Mandarin Cantonese with subtitles and it's done very cleverly and it's not very much, but if you don't like subtitles, there's not a lot of them, but right. there are definitely some key sequences that have subtitles in them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be enough to really 
throw anybody off. I mean, the way that they handle communication is just pretty solid all around because communication is super important, especially nowadays when we communicate through so many social media outlets. <laughs> hey there, Pudding People. Don't forget to check us out on our social media accounts so you can keep apprised of everything that we do any time of the day. Richard, you're most on Instagram, right? On the Gram Gram, yes. And what are we best known on Instagram as? Pudding Guys. Easy enough. In fact, that's also what we're known as on Facebook. Now, I'd say we're on Instagram just a little more than we are on Facebook. You might get the occasional update there. We are most active on Twitter, where we are at Real Pudding Guys. Uh, we will give you updates about the next episode that's going to be coming at the end of the week, when it's released, any other little updates to the Ultimate Comic Movie Database or the Pop Culture Death Counts will also be there. Um, now, our most exciting changes are going to be coming up soon. We're going to have a new website called Fate, the Film and Television Engine. We're getting close to doing the beta for that. We're still working on the alpha side. We'll be doing a little closed beta and inviting a handful of people into this. I tell you what, it's going to be really, really cool when it releases. Now, you'll be able to also hear about that on our Patreon page. What are we on Patreon, Richard? Pudding guys. Pretty easy. Now, right now, it's very easy to support us. How much does it cost, Richard? It's one dollar per month per month not per day per month <laughs> yes twelve dollars for a year yeah uh, that's really not much to help support us as we release new content as we get better equipment to release the content into and when the fate engine comes out it will have its own cost and we're going to make it very affordable for everyone to be involved with this and it's going to be so cool i can't wait for you all to hear about it wasn't that informative? Extra informative. <laughs> you know, another piece of interesting information. Very soon, as of the point at which we're recording this, I think we're, hopefully, if everything goes smoothly, just a couple weeks out from a brand new studio to record in. I'm super excited. What are you going to name the studio? I don't know. Maybe I'll have to put something up online, ask some people uh, for some uh, name suggestions. But uh, I, I got to say, it's, uh, I'm really excited to put it together and, and get it up and running and have a, have a more professional feel. I mean, uh, it's, it's the next step, man. It's the next evolution. Evolution. It's almost like the universe is guiding me towards this. It's evolution. The, like, foundation. <laughs> or. Or. <laughs> maybe in a more holistic nature. That's right. Maybe it's more like Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. So what did you what did you think of the first few episodes of this? What stood out to you? Okay, so we I'll I'll go back to a review that we just recently did, which was for Shang Chi. Mm -hmm. There is a certain character, actress, in that film who generally speaking, we are not a huge fan of but in that film they made it that so that the character was actually very entertaining right and not distracting and an integral part of the movie so in this tv show 
<laughs> we we've come across the same thing where you have a lot of people in this movie now if you look at the cast because we'll talk about the cast on an individual basis and you look at the people you're like i don't know that person i don't i don't i i'm not i don't i don't like you just go down the list there's not a rec- lot of recognizable names and faces now uh there are more in later series uh later episodes in the series but uh one of the big ones up front is elijah wood who's awful now 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 i would i would definitely disagree with that we're split on that now in this show he's much more tolerable now, I'm not saying that he's great by any stretch of the imagination, but if you've made a show and you've presented uh, a character and you've made it so that that person does not become a, a detraction or a distraction, then you've already won, right? I think a lot of it, what it is, we've kind of talked to this to a certain extent before where we've talked about certain actors that kind of play the same role over and over again or they're just themselves in a role. So when you have a project where they are in it, but they're not doing their normal shtick, that may be enough to pull it away and and give a slightly different perspective on the, the actor and the performance they're capable of. Well, he's still kind of this wide-eyed, innocent, boyish character. <laughs> um, it's just less 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 awful Ugh. no okay so in in terms of a lot of the things that he've done he's done we've discussed this more off microphone than we have on microphone um i i'll repeat i'll reiterate in case you folks haven't heard lord of the rings one of very popular sequence of films from a long day ago love it and one of ken's favorite you know, three episode arcs from a movie um, would be one of the best ever if it wasn't for Elijah Wood. Now, <laughs> he's been in Sin City, right? So yeah. you didn't really see his face a lot and he didn't talk. So he it was perfect for him. So he was great in that. <laughs> he was great in that role. But I will say, um, wait, wasn't there was another one where like he was with a dog too? Uh, Clifford? No, not Clifford. Um, like a dude, a dude walked around in a dog suit, right, or right, right. What, did he walk around in the dog suit? He was in the dog suit. Uh, Wilfred. Gotcha. Okay, so if he was the one walking around in the dog suit, I just I never saw it. But um, hey, good. Now he's in a dog suit. But what I'm saying with this show is, <laughs> this show has a lot of quirky twists and turns, and you definitely have to pay attention. Right. You have to watch the episodes. You can't watch the episode, but be on your phone, like send a text messages. You have to pay attention because it's got a lot of ins and outs. It's got a lot of twists and turns. It's got a lot of things that are all separate, but at the same time are intertwined. And if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss something. And then, you know, half hour later, an episode later, you're like, where did that come from? Well, it's something that they discussed two episodes ago. So you, you have to pay attention to it. And really Elijah Wood is one of the main people with the screen time in this series. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. 
Yeah, it, it, they drop a lot of hints, so uh, you are absolutely correct. Uh, yeah, if you're not paying attention, you will definitely miss something. Um, it, and it's based on a series of novels, uh, series I say, there were two, uh, by Douglas Adams from, what is it, uh, 40, 50 years ago now? Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. Let's see, it's, it's 2020, so it's, uh, yeah, I think he wrote it in the 80s, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, took a little bit. Took, took a little bit. Took a little while, but you know, in in looking at this, it, you at first you're like, okay, so is this just some you know kind of weird quirk, quirky thing, and there's some weird characters, or as you watch this more, like, okay, well, there's more layers to it. Like this isn't just weird and quirky; it's kind of fantasy quirky a little bit. It's mystery theater quirky a little bit. Yeah. And it combines a lot of elements. So the, the the thing about it is, with some of those fantasy mystery elements, you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. There are rules, but there are very loose rules when it comes to where the story can and will go and who the characters are and what they can and can't do. So that, that makes things a little more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's not just that. It's it's Some of them are loose rules. Some of them are not as loose as you'd think. But the way that they're written, you don't notice that they're following a actually a fairly rigid set of rules. Well, so the main character, which when you I think when you first watch the show, the characters played by Samuel Barnett. I don't know what I don't know that I've seen him in anything. He initially comes off as honestly, he comes off as like this dude's annoying. <laughs> But as you watch more of the episodes, you're like, wait a second, that's the character. He's not annoying. Like, that's how the character's supposed to be. And it's a character that points you in the right direction for everything, but knows nothing, if that makes any sense. It's it's fairly accurate and, and knows nothing on purpose. That's correct. There's a lot of moving parts that have their their place in this story. Um, there's one character that's an assassin. Well, deemed an assassin, but it really isn't. No. Her place is to kill people. Yeah. Well, that sounds bad, but everybody that she kills has a reason for them to be killed, and she kills a lot of people, and she <laughs> can't be hurt. And there's no sequence of events that's going to do anything to her, and she kills the right people every single time. You know, I'm saying like, it's just a weird, well, I haven't, I haven't gotten that many episodes in, but so far she's killing the people that are supposed to be killed, question mark. Yeah. It's the whole concept of the, the universe and how it interacts with people. And it's, it's really, it's really kind of fun. It's meant to be a lot of tongue in cheek, a lot of uh, sci-fi that is meant to get people to think about the nature of being and our place in the world it's it's just silly and good and fun for the most part though and and i think about this particular one this is more of an actor's presentation an actor's sequence where in warrior we have the set pieces we have the time frame we have the time period we have the martial arts we have other you know 
hidden elements and because of the time frame you know when we're talking about maybe trains or gigantic boats there's going to be some cgi that's involved in that show but this one's more people places and things and there's definitely some cgi tucked away in there too yes. um it's uh, kind of mid-grade cgi it's just wait <laughs> just wait <laughs> Okay, but I'm getting out of this is more, like I said, you're more into the story and the faces presenting the story. Right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of those faces. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the You're talking about the lead Samuel Barnett uh, playing uh, Dirk Gently himself. He's been in quite a few things over the years. He actually did a voice for Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know if that's really necessarily a plus or a minus depending upon who you're talking to. But uh, I think that's pretty cool. But uh, Penny Dreadful. I he mean, was in Penny Dreadful? As Renfield. Uh, oh, that must be the third season. But uh, okay. he's, he's had a few things here and there that he's been in. Uh, nothing that I know past that. So I went in with, oh, he did Voices for Fable 3. Okay. So that's why he sounded familiar. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically a clean slate for me when I watched it, and I just I enjoyed kind of the the whimsical because the character in the books is this deviates a little from the presentation at least when I read it. It it's 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 a little different than than the books. Is um, aloof? Is that a fair in the books or in the TV show? TV show. Um. Kind of no more distracted than aloof. Uh, aloof to me implies intent, where he's not really intending to be. He's just trying to avoid things. And uh, yes, yeah, it's it's funny. And we already talked about Elijah Wood. If you don't know Elijah Wood at this point, I I don't know where you've been living. But uh, Hannah Marks plays the uh, sister to Elijah Wood's character. Um, she has been in basically nothing else that I recognize. Um, but, uh, with the exception of weeds, uh, she was in, uh, for a number of episodes, but, uh, yeah, she's been doing things, a uh, bit parts for the most part in a lot of things. Lots of TV shows. It looks like necessary roughness. She had a, a regular gig on for a while. Uh, she was in the, the, uh, wrestling isn't wrestling. Uh, documentary short which should not be surprising because the person that made that is also the person that made Dirk Gently's so I see yeah it's kind of one of those things Um, uh, you've got uh, Jade Ashit Ashete yeah I'm not even I know I'm not even close I, I feel terrible yeah is it French or I don't know I do not see the excellent agu. Yeah, it's uh, not sure, but uh, she uh, plays basically the third of the, the the three major characters are played by Samuel Barnes, Elijah Wood, and Jade. Uh, Hannah is a major character, but not as major as that one is, and she has she has a really fun role uh, in this. And I'm not because you're only three episodes in. I'm not going to say exactly what it means. Uh, but uh, she's been in not a ton of other stuff, but she did great in that show. 
Uh, I'm going to have you take this uh, person's name. Now, I don't know if the <laughs> M is silent when your name has an, an MPH in it. Do you pronounce the M? I know, like, sometimes you do. So, like, MFO or just FO or FO, like if it was Korean. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, though, I don't know what the first name is, but the last name would be Koaho. Yeah. So, he... Uh... He is uh, kind of one of the other major characters in the show, uh, plays the Ken character. So, yeah, I automatically, immediately like him. <laughs> Who played? I don't know. Ooh, he was in Falling Skies. Okay. Yep. And uh, just a ton. This guy's been busy uh, all the way back to 98 in the Goosebumps TV show. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, he's been in quite a few things. He has he has a really meaty role in this show as it goes on. Uh, Dustin Milligan, who in three episodes you might have seen briefly, um, is he the uh, let's call him the bumbling yes military person? Yes, uh, his character is a lot of fun in the show. <laughs> uh, but he's had uh, pretty regular uh, work on Schitt's Creek and. Rutherford Falls and X Company and just oh nine oh two one oh wow so yeah he's 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 been doing things for a little while um yeah but uh, Fiona Dorf playing the part of Bart that you were talking about mm -hmm. uh, I don't really know her from anything else but apparently she was in the Perch for several episodes. Blacklist? Uh, yeah. <laughs> True Blood. True Blood. Casey. I don't remember Casey. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Osric Chow was one of my favorite little things. Some of the some of the people that he has not been exposed to yet. But Osric Chow was a regular cast member in Supernatural. And he has a recurring role in this show as well, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Aaron Douglas uh, in the first season has a fairly large role. And if you don't know who Aaron Douglas is, uh, he has been in everything for a very long time. <laughs> Got to keep him busy. Yeah. I mean, like uh, if you're a sci-fi fan, Battlestar Galactica, he had a, one of the major roles in that. Um, but I mean, just literally you cannot, you cannot shake a stick and not accidentally run into this dude in something. Uh, he was in that Hemlock Grove show that I really enjoyed as a, as a regular character for some time. But, uh, yeah, he goes back for a long time because he's, uh, he's got some chops. What was he in X2? Oh, he was a soldier. Yeah, not a big, not a big part in that one. But uh, Walking Tall, you know. <laughs> Casino Stickman. <laughs> One of the guys to get beat up by the rock. Nice. <laughs> but fun, you know. Uh, John Hanna, if you ever watch the Mummy films, uh, you can't miss him from that. He will show up at some point, and you will recognize him. But uh, Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus, definitely. He, yeah, where else? He's, I mean, he's been in so many stinking things. I, I think... I recognize him from the first season of Spartacus. Yeah, Agents of Shield, 
it's nice to he had a really good run in that one um but yeah he's been all over the place and of course the infamous uh, alan tudyk will show up in the show as well for you and uh if you again if you don't know who alan tudyk is i i don't know how you wouldn't he's again just everywhere because he's awesome if you've had any listens to our podcast in the past we've definitely discussed yeah him. He, if he's in something we'll bring it up yeah because he's he's great um so yeah so cast is is just phenomenal in this show both the the people that are uh in the main roles but also just the people they have bringing in for a handful of episodes here and there they've got some they got some really big names that they bring in um yeah i, I was surprised how much i liked this show uh it's a sneaky find because for sure when I see Elijah Wood, it's an instant no for me. So in terms of, it's like the one with, with the dog, right? Yeah. Uh, Wilfred. Wilfred. It's, it's the same thing. So it, it would have been something that I would have easily, easily have overlooked. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of folks have things like the Disney plus bundle, which includes Hulu. So this is another thing that might be worthy of, a little bit of time like i said it's 40 minutes an episode and it's 20 episodes 18 episodes so yeah. it's not a lot there's not a lot of consumption compared to some of the other things that are out there but uh i think it's definitely worth chewing up some time yeah definitely so and and this is this is kind of i'm a big uh, Douglas Adams fan have been for a long time and that was one of the reasons I didn't know if I wanted to give this show a chance because they had so royally messed up the Hitchhiker's Guide movie in so many places um, his work is not always very easily translatable to television or film um, but yeah it they they even though this is a drastic deviation from the novels it keeps the spirit which is just it's it's so good and like you said if you can't tell the exact tale of it but you get the idea so it's it's kind of the discussion we had a little bit about things like cowboy bebop you know if you're going to keep you, you can't really retell that properly or appropriately in live action you have to take some liberties here and there to be able to do it. But if you keep the same spirit of it, it's going to be an enjoyable presentation. So right. obviously it's been done here. We would love to get your opinion. You should definitely watch these two shows. And, and if you haven't, uh, if you haven't already, and if you have, let us know what you uh, think. Uh, we mentioned where we can be found earlier in our. Oh, so uh, devious insertion of, <laughs> of our social media. Sneaky. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just let us know. We will. We would love to get your opinions. And next week, we will be coming back with an interview with a uh, very interesting actress. And uh, and uh, after that, uh, we've we've got some interesting things planned. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun few weeks uh, as we hopefully go into our new studio very shortly. 